catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Hello, welcome everyone. It is FMC. I'm Jeremy. That is SB3. It is Tuesday, December 5th. It feels like a while since we've done like our actual FMC show. We missed last week because I was traveling, but we did do a full episode of Love is Blind Mobile for people who maybe two missed chapters. That. Yes, two chapters. A lot of a lot happening in the Love is Blind Mobile. No Love is Blind Mobile this week. Uh Cher Delaware, our pal Cher Delaware is not here. This week she's still recovering from singing Creed with me at Black Label Pro. Um, but hopefully we can do a, a love is blind mobile sometime later on this week. I don't know. We gotta figure out schedules. Everybody's busy SB three. You know how it is with kids and just kids. It gets busy. It does. It does. The kids keep you busy. Work keeps you busy. You were traveling all over the place. You did what? 11 hours of travel. You maniac. Uh, pulled it off. Pulled it off. That's all that matters, right? All that matters. Yeah. All that matters at the end of the day. He was he got he got his action shot of him singing Creed. I felt so left out uh, of him singing Creed in the crowd at Black Label Pro. So glad you had a good time this week. We we missed you on singing Creed. Shared Delaware was like, oh my god, it's Creed. Like when we were here in Chicago for AEW SV3 and I, like that's what we did. We did Creed karaoke at the bar. And everything. So when when the creed hit, uh, you can kind of see Cher lean over towards me when when it goes, and she's like, "Oh my god!" She, she was so excited, and and I was excited to to just start singing on this. But yeah, very excited to to sing the creed. It was fun. We actually have Trevor Outlaw on Spotlight this week, so very nice, very full circle, full circle yeah. type of a type of moment there. Yeah. I sang, uh, what did I sing? I sang my sacrifice in, in Chicago and my good oh, friend, yeah. uh, sober guy, JJ now sleepy guy, JJ, if anybody mm-hmm. watches uh collision discourse from yesterday, uh, he sang uh higher. Always good. I mean, that's what, that's what we were singing on Saturday. We were singing higher. So yeah. always good. So no love is blind mobile this week, but we got a lot of basketball to talk about. I'm I'm trying to battle through whatever it is I'm dealing with and on this sickness, but we'll get through it. In season tournament, SP3. Last night we had a couple games. We had Pacers over the Celtics. That was a very fun game. And then we had uh Pelicans over Kings. The Pelicans just had the Kings number. And they beat them three times and like they kind of beaten them down three times. The Kings started off hot last night's game and then Pelicans made their comeback by halftime, and then uh, you know they ended up winning by ten in the end. Uh, your Lakers tonight against the Suns, and we got Knicks and Bucks tonight as well. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about the the Lakers on the in season tournament? 
little nervous little nervous now i've been uh i have i have i've taken the dive ladies and gentlemen the dangerous dive into the world of parlays so i've oh. been focusing more on that than than the actual laker games but i did see our game against houston we did play well even though we didn't hit my parlay on that. um but yeah we did play well there we got the suns tonight um I mean, it depends on if we're going to see, you know, the good Suns or we're going to see the bad Suns. I think that defensively the Suns are hit or miss. So I think that if the uh, Lakers can, you know, have a good game from LeBron, who's kind of due, he hasn't had the greatest games. We haven't seen the the 30.8-8 type games from LeBron as of late. And that's why his, like, season averages are down right now over the last couple of games and why I haven't hit on any of my Laker parlays in the past, like, two weeks weeks god damn it like what's going on uh let me let me let me tell you sp3 i'm in the i do i do my betting as well one stick to unit size don't bet more than than you have don't if you only playing yes i'm I'm, this is a general rule for everybody if you don't if you only have a hundred dollars to bet don't bet ten dollars on one bet just build build stuff up Okay, because then if you lose ten dollars, then you're down to ninety, and then you chase it. Like, just don't do it. It's it's a bad. Oh no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. That's fine. That's fine with me. I think I've I've made about eight hundred or so dollars in two weeks. So I've done pretty well. Done pretty well for 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 myself. So I haven't haven't done the the worst. I'm not chasing anything yet. So (laughs) so so I'm still good on that part. I just gotta learn not to bet on my team. I think I need to just focus. Yeah, I need to focus on just us winning the game and not betting parlays. After tonight, that's it. I have tonight. Tonight's game is the last one I'm making on the Lakers. I'm putting it on record on FMC here on December 5th, 2023. I don't bet on my team and I don't bet like money lines and spreads and stuff because those always screw I don't, me up. I'm not doing spreads anymore. I'll do, I'll do money lines because I think nah. I'm pretty well with that, even though I, I failed last night. I did a whole money line on today's games and yesterday's games. And Pelicans beating the Kings effed everything up. Oh, I, I could have told I, you the Pelicans were going to beat the Kings, but I got I, I should I should have went I should have called you then because I could have made good money because I had the Pacers over the Celtics and uh, Pacers were the underdogs. I I had Brandon Brandon Ingram owns the Kings. I, I had did well with Brandon Ingram and the Pelicans last night. Um, yeah, the, the Pelicans have the Kings number. That's just, you, you look at their last few games. They beat them back-to-back games the other week, um, and, and they beat them again like 20 in both of those games. I don't do money line stuff because, like, I, I looked at some stuff yesterday, and a lot of people just had, like, Jags money line last night and because it's like, oh, the Jags are easily going to win this, and then the Bengals ended up winning. I got burned on some money line stuff I just, the other week with, and it's just like throw-ins on parlays. And it's like, nope, can't do it. Can't do any of the money line stuff because you just never know. The the wins and losses, you just never know on that stuff. I like player props is, is where I typically try. That's what my, my nephew, because my nephew is the one that put me on to this on Thanksgiving. He was like, he's gave me like a tutorial on how he's been making money while he's in college. He's like, yeah, he's like, it's like, it's like my second, it's like my job. Well, well. <laughs> 
while I've been in college. He was like, he was like, gas money, uh, driving from from Harlem to Westchester is expensive. So he was like, I had to do this, and he taught me all the, everything. And he said, don't do money lines or spreads. He was like, usually just do the the parlays, the player props. Uh, but I was like, uh, let me try this, and I was almost good, but yeah. After 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 yesterday, I might stop myself. Yeah, I can money money lines will. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then Even yeah, betting I, on your oh, own. No, team. I do. I do have a. I do have one more buddy line. I have it on uh, Bucks and Lakers tonight. And and I have uh, 10, 10 rebounds for. It's a small one. I I made a small. This is like this is my 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 test to see if I should again. I put a one dollar <laughs> bet. It's like I win three dollars. Like it's it's so insignificant. It doesn't even matter. Like it's a money line on Bucks and Lakers and ten rebounds for Giannis. I was like, that seems like an easy one. Yeah, until until the money line screws you up. Until until it. Yeah, that's why I can't do it. I just can't. I, I stop myself from from doing that one. Just only player props, and then I don't bet on my own team. I'll bet against them, but I don't bet on them at it's all. Got me, it's got me watching football now, though. I will I will say it's got me. Yeah. Now we can talk probably talk about football on FMC <laughs> because now I'm now I've been watching football and I've been very into the games because I want money on that Dallas game. I was so into that. I've never been so excited for a Dallas <laughs> touchdown. Until he 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 gave the ball to Pollard, I was like, "Yeah, let's go, cash money." Uh, betting gets to be a slippery slope. That's why I just I very small amounts for me, very very small amounts. That's it. Just it makes things a little interesting. But then if you know I lose a dollar or two, I'm like, "Eh, whatever. That's fine. It's not the not the worst thing in the world." Um, the in season tournament games last night, Tyrese Halliburton. That dude's a lot of fun. A lot of fun, Tyrese Halliburton. And the Celtics, they're not a lot of fun, honestly. Like they're they're my NBA. Like that's why I picked to win the title. And I'm not feeling great about that. Uh Porzingis they're, they're should be for back. The finals right now, and I'm not feeling too great about that. Uh, their half court offense is still so junk. Like, still so junk. And I, I just I, I don't know. I can't figure out why outside of the fact that. Brown and Tatum like to just go one-on-one so much like it's just it's not good and it's it should be better it's not Porzingis when they had Porzingis they were looking a lot better so but you know Porzingis's health is going to be Porzingis's health as as long as he's there in the playoffs that'll that'll be what matters the Pacers don't play any defense but there are a lot of fun offensively with Halliburton running the show and just putting the right guys around him. I loved last night. One, they went on this like 9-0 run to, to close out the game when the game was tied. And then the three at the end, which was a meaningless three because they're already up seven with you know three seconds left. And the Celtics are just trying to inbound it. The Pacers just decided to steal the inbounds pass. And then literally with 0.1 seconds left, they just jack up this three and it goes in. So they end up winning by 10 instead of seven. It's so petty. It's so like unnecessary. And yet I absolutely loved it. I was like, yeah, good. Like, even though I picked the Celtics, I'm not like a Celtics fan. And I don't actually like that team. Jason Tatum complains about everything everything there was a play last night in crunch time where like 
he thought he got fouled on i don't even think it was like a, a shot or anything he just complained about some type of missed call and then didn't get back on defense and this happens like two three times a game with him like he complains about everything it's very annoying like, i couldn't imagine being a celtics fan watching this this team and like the expectations are also there when you have expectations yeah. it's the worst because you think you should win all of these games that, that's um, why you're sitting pretty sir you're looking you're, you're sitting pretty with your team <laughs> i feel good expectations. yeah i feel good about where okc is i mean we're not in the play-in that's like our only losses this year is just play-in games they're not playing in season tournament yeah so it's like if they're not in-season tournament games, they're playing well. In-season tournament games, which there are no anymore for OKC, they've been playing. They played awful. They, they not confused. awful, but they lost. They look confused games. by the the different paint on the yeah. On the courts the... <laughs> them off. That's what that's what we'll go with. That's what we'll go. With. But the paces are really fun, and you know they're gonna play either the Knicks or the Bucks in the in-season conference finals. Uh, Knicks and Bucks tonight. I don't feel no, great about the Bucks. Bucks. I'm taking. I don't feel Bucks. great about them. I'm taking the Bucks. I think, I, think, I think they 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 are getting their team together. It's gonna take some time for them to to gel, but I've seen good things in their last couple of games. Even it's just the, also the Bulls. Like I know, even ago. in the even in the loss to the Bulls, it 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 went into overtime. They played hard, and yeah, they blew. The they game. played hard against a team that didn't have DeRozan and Levine. Yes, and he, and you lost. In Sometimes overtime. those, yo, I. So, ladies and gentlemen, I was a fan as a teenager of the 2000s Los Angeles Lakers, who in the middle of our three-peat would lose to the Bulls with Brad Miller and Ron Artest before he became Meta or, or World Peace as the best players. Or we, we would lose to the Bulls without Ron Artest and Brad Miller on the damn team because we played down to who we were playing and sometimes that is the sign of a team that is kind of just going to be checked in checked out flipping the switch in the regular season and i think the bucks and the celtics can be victims of that that's not a good sign when as for the celtics who haven't won anything i agree i agree with the celtics the bucks have at least won a title but dame hasn't won a title middleton's barely playing this season he's playing like 20 minutes a game maybe a little bit more but like middleton's not playing a whole lot yeah Giannis, maybe you can flip the switch i always go go to this is okc had this mentality during the russ and durant years and this is what everybody said it's like oh they play down their competition they they, they turn it on for the big games like they'll be fine what happened these teams that have not won anything can't afford to do this the teams that have not won anything need to beat these bad teams to just show like, oh yeah, you're just going to beat the bad teams. You've got to beat the teams that you should beat because if you just play down to your competition and look, I get it. It's a mental grind. Sometimes it can be a physical grind. If you're playing back-to-back nights, if you're playing three and four nights, stuff like that, I understand all of that, but you can't lose to the bulls without their two best players who are messing their own right. And then when you're a team that has these expectations, it's like when the, um, the Celtics lost that game against like the Hornets. Like that was a bad loss yeah, for, for them. A, a, a day a, right after playing Memphis, much closer than they, they still they still fifteen and five. The the Bucks are fourteen and six. The most impressive team in the top half of the Eastern Conference is Louis. I see him in the chat. Louis Orlando Magic 
at 14 and six who are, I mean, he, he called it. I, yeah. I'll give him credit. He called it on the money, on the nose. They have looked really good in this first half of the season. I mean, outside of the last loss to the Nets on Saturday. Here's the thing with the Bucks: Their defense is a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. I thought Dame, Dame, swapping Dame for, or Drew for Dame was obviously going to hurt their defense, right? It's going to hurt it. I think it was going to hurt it this bad. Or not Drew. Uh, Dame looks like he has no idea what he's doing defensively and they changed the scheme because they were going to play one scheme with drew and then they they changed it uh, to try to play a different scheme that doesn't really fit dame they tried to change it back to where lopez plays more drop and like it's worked a little bit but the offense hasn't clicked the way that that you would hope it would just yet i think it can probably get there but it hasn't clicked it the way it should the way you would hope just yet so i equate it to to throw numbers in there um, you know, if their offense and it wasn't at this, if their offense was at a nine or if their defense was at a nine with Drew and their offense was at a seven with Drew, like you need that to, to swap to where their offense comes to a nine and their defense goes to a seven. Cause it's still balancing out that way. Instead, their offense is still at like a seven and their defense has dropped to like a five. And so you just completely lost on both ends here i I, th- I think you're 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 over exaggerating the 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 drop in the offense or i'm just throwing number like i i don't I know even think i know offense i know was that high i'm know, just saying but they've like, won they've won eight of their last 10 we're acting like like they haven't been playing well yes the bulls loss was a bad loss but they've had they've had good wins in those eight out of ten uh eight out of ten wins they've beaten the mavericks they've beaten uh the heat which is a good team so yeah, they've had some some good wins in these last couple of games. They're playing well. They, I'm going to give them time for the offense to gel a little bit more. The defense, I think that, yeah, we're, they're just going to have to, like, kind of make do with however high of a number we can get to. I think the highest they can get to with Dame on that side is with, like, a six and a half, maybe a seven. But it's going to take time. I think that we, I think it's too early to judge them as far as like their overall game, offense and defense. Yes. What we've seen so far isn't the best, but I'm going to give them time to kind of gel it. And over the last 10 games, they have been putting it together. Still worried about their defense. I don't sleep on the Knicks winning tonight. Don't sleep on the Knicks. I'm not winning tonight. I'm not. That's why I put that money line at one, at $1. Put it at one dollar. I don't care about that one dollar, man. I made I made bets on that 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 Celtics game, and that didn't pay off. Cause freaking who who didn't who didn't pay off for me? Uh, uh Tyrese Tyrese didn't didn't pay off. It was it was Tyrese and Derek White. He didn't hit a three. He needed three threes from a parlay. Yeah. No. Okay. No one cares. And Tyrese needed thirty. No one cares about your parlay. That's the only reason I care about the Celtics. I'm sorry, folks. Sorry to tell People you. Don't... We're not going to turn into a, a sports gambling show. SP3. I mean, we no. should. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. People get very mad about that stuff, and I'm not educated. No, I'm not. I'm not educated at all. I'm not telling you. I'm not going to give you parlays to use at all, at all, because you'll probably lose, and then you'll blame me, and I don't want that on my conscience. Yeah, yeah. we're not. We're not. We're not going to turn into that show. So, how you feeling? About the Lakers, they had a great, great performance against OKC the other week. That was a fantastic game. 
your sarcasm. I'm just just gonna what go off my shoulder. And I'm they got also a really good, good start game, in that good game. Good game, good game by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Good win by the Oklahoma City Thunder. I am humble in a. I am humble in a winning. I am humble in defeat, like Eddie Kingston said. That's how us New Yorkers do. Uh, but what I will say is that. I am confident going into tonight. Uh, we played pretty well against the Suns before earlier in the season. Yes, that I believe that was without uh, Booker. So with Booker back, it's going to be a, a tough, a tough, uh, a tough job That's tonight. Their best player. That's the yes. best player. Devin yes. Booker. Yes. Devin Booker is by far their, their best player. I'm sorry. I mean, Kevin Durant. Fuck Kevin sorry, Durant. But I'm he's sorry, playing Kevin really Durant. well. He is. Season. I don't know about by far. By far. By mm. far. When it comes down to it. The best player on the wearing a Suns jersey is Devin Booker. So it's going to be the best player, but by far, God, by far. seems like a stretch. By far, who's the best player in by the far. Lakers? Um, LeBron James. Still at thirty. Still, yeah, yeah, at thirty nine. Still, it's LeBron James. It's LeBron. Is anybody oh, else but, thought to be but, good on but, this team? Lady, ladies and gentlemen, but I will say, I will say. Over the last over the last couple of games, it's definitely been Anthony Davis. It's the de- Anthony Davis, man. I've been, I mean, I the only Laker parlay I made was when I just put it all on Anthony Davis and didn't Stop put anything on the box. Stop talking about that. <laughs> so Anthony Davis has been coming through. He's guaranteed for a double double almost every single game. He's been really a presence down low on the defensive end, on the offensive end. So over the last ten games or so. Yeah, I would say it's Anthony Davis. Overall, I would say the Lakers move as well as LeBron moves. If he's going to have an off game like he did against Philadelphia, we're going to lose. And then you're going to have to hear his post-game press conference and all his comments being very salty about us needing to make changes. Uh, If he's going to have a bad game like he did, I think he had an all right game against Oklahoma City. But still, it wasn't a great LeBron game. We need those great LeBron games. We haven't been getting them as of late, and that's why we've been inconsistent. We need a more consistent LeBron, whether it's going to be 20 to 25 with six and six. If he's going to be, he needs to be consistent with his overall game, not so much the scoring anymore, because I think that we have enough scoring with Anthony Davis. Austin Reeves has been playing well coming off the bench uh, since they made that move. D'Angelo Russell has been playing very well, especially against the bad teams. We need him to play well against the good teams. But uh, Russell's like the ultimate playing well against the bad teams player. Yo, he's been balling. Yo, we played Detroit. He had like 30. I was like, what's going on? Dude, I think we could drop 30 on Detroit with the way they play basketball. Like, I'm not even kidding. Detroit is ready for that first, that number one draft pick. They're already, they already like, they already packed up. They already packed Detroit up. should be two regulated. and eighteen, two and eighteen, ladies and gentlemen. They didn't have a single win in November. How do you go an entire month without a victory? An entire month. They had like four wins in like the calendar year of twenty twenty three. How is this possible? They they allegedly have talent. I like some of their players. <laughs> But he like they allegedly have talent. I mean, it is alleged. You watch the games, you don't know if they have talent or not. That's an awful, awful, awful team. I don't know how a basketball team can kind of be as bad as that team is. And I watch the Carolina Panthers for a living. I know how how sports teams can be really bad. 
mind you. But like basketball, you play so many games, you catch teams on like an off night. Guys are injured. Guys play down to competition and stuff. I don't get how you can't win a single game in a month and how you only win four games in an, an entire account. Like, I don't get it. You you should just get like one hot shooting night and come up with a victory. Yeah. Like that it takes a special kind of bad to be how bad they are. Holy, I didn't know did uh, the what's what was the last time the Pistons made the playoffs? Oh, it's been a while. They've been an awful <laughs> team for a while. Exactly. Like I'm trying to figure that it, out. Well, right I think now. it was like like Reggie Jackson was their point guard. I'm pretty sure it was oh like after God. that whole trade. Like that's the last time I can recall them making the playoffs. They've been bad for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to put it in Google on my phone. Pistons oh, made the playoffs. Uh, the last 2018-19. They... Yeah. 2018-19. Yeah. 2018-19. And they were a 500 team. And the last time they won a playoff game was 2008. They they've been bad for a very very long time. It's uh, it's been all downhill since the malice in the palace. <laughs> that I don't know what they wish they should do if they gotta like blow it up or I don't know who you trade. I I don't know like do do you trade Cade is or do you build around Cade? I think that's the biggest decision. I think like he's only in his Cade. second. What? I think you trade Cade. Yeah, but what do you get for him? Like, I think I think in the off season you can get something from somebody that's just going to be like maybe in in our system he can be a better player. He is like he's the system though. They gave him the keys to that team. He's not a system man. He's the system man. Like, uh, I think you got to get better talent around him. I think Cade is good mind you like i i do think he he is good like i think that's a guy you should probably want on your team they're young like i i i recognize that they are young so maybe you just hope that they grow and they all get better but like you got to see some type of improvement out of them like the the rockets were a young team last year but you could at least see okay this guy does this well this guy does that well and then you add veteran players and and you you you're fine like this is a young team. They got a couple of veterans. They got Bogdanovich in there. They for some reason got Alec Burks. Um, like they're there. I like Marvin Bagley. He's a he's only a few years into his more than a few, but he's still relatively young. They're a young team, so you hope that like they get better. I don't know. Louis saying Cade might be bad, extremely inefficient. Like he's on a bad team, though. Like I, I agree. I just don't know. I don't. Okay, so here's the thing. I like Cade. I don't know if he's number one. I think that's where it comes down. Like you got to find yeah. a number one. And obviously when you have the first overall pick, you hope you have a number one guy. I think Cade might be a number two guy, but he's also, it's his second full season. Like I don't, it's tough to be like, oh yeah, Cade is just done. Like, I'm not going to write the guy off when he's really. No, they, they, they should season. give it. They should give him another year on the team. I think by year three, they will have a better assessment of where he's gonna, where they project he's gonna be in that system and 
running the show over there or be in the system over there for that team and how far they're going to go as a franchise. I think they will get a better idea after next season. And maybe they don't even wait till the whole season next season. We see that trade during the trade deadline in uh, 2024, but our 2025, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're going to find out that, yeah, he's not that guy for them and they can't build around him and that, yeah, he might be a number two or he might need to be traded off to another team to flourish in the league. Yeah, but then you trade him off and what do you get? Draft picks. Draft picks, draft picks and you and you can get uh an all-star on the rise a, guy, a player they didn't think was going to be an all-star that becomes an all-star that increases their trade value and you could trade Kate for it. Who is an all-star on the rise that you can trade for? He's the number one overall pick, Cade was. I know. Okay, so who's like, what are you going to do, trade for Zach Levine? Um, no. No. We're, we're, the Lakers are going to do that for D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> I don't think the Bulls. D'Angelo Russell going to keep dropping 30 on these bum-ass teams. It's going to convince the Bulls to make that trade. I do think the Pistons have. I wouldn't trade any of your, your draft picks if I'm Detroit because they're going to be bad picks. I do think the Pistons, if they wanted to trade some of these young guys and get someone like Zach Levine and hope that between Cade and Levine and like uh, Thompson, I think those are the, I think you keep Cade because you, it's tough to give up on a number one pick to basically two years into his career. Yeah. I think you keep Cade. I think you keep Thompson. Everybody else can probably go. Honestly, like I don't think anybody else is off the table. I know Jaden Ivy is is young, and you have hopes for him. I don't know. I think I think you could, if you can move him, maybe like basically you, should. you got three guards. What they got three guards, right? With uh, Thompson, uh, Ivy, and Cade. Yeah, uh, Thompson plays more hybrid forward. Like he's not. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't classify him as a guard. Killian Hayes is kind of like the other guard. They yeah, they have, they they but... just got too many cards there. They got they got to start making some moves to really flesh out this roster. I think they they're too small. They don't play defense, and that's why they're just a like they said in the chat, a poverty stricken franchise at this point. They got James Wiseman. He's turned out to be. He actually played like well for them at the end of last season after the trade, but now his minutes are completely down. They're playing. Isaiah Stewart, who famously was going to murder LeBron last season. But, like, I don't know if he's actually good. I think he's, like, fine. But I also think he's probably tasked with, like, too much on that team. They just got guys who everybody needs to be slotted down one. That's what it comes down to. Everyone needs to be slotted down one. And then they're probably, like, an okay team. But everybody's playing a punching above their weight right now. And they're bad. I just don't know how they're that bad, though. <laughs> I don't get it. Like that bad. It's it's a different, it's a different level of bad. Like if you <laughs> it's just two and eighteen. That is just like I it's been a while since I've seen a record like that through 20 games in the NBA. That like it's their two wins were in like the first week of the season, too. Yeah. It's not even like oh two and eighteen one two and eighteen is not good, but no, not at all. They started they started like two and two, and then it was it's it's they were they were two and one sp three, they were two and one. 
They were at and one then, point. They and then were. they haven't won since. They've lost they the the seven, 17 the straight, right? Yeah. They beat the Hornets and the Bulls. Like they you can't even classify those as victories. Those are those are forfeits. Those were forfeits. It was like uh, we waved the white flag. You guys keep keep scoring. We'll lose this one. You will get the next one. All right. Deal. Deal. Yeah, Louis, Louis saying like they, they got a bunch of bigs who don't do big man things. I think you got to slot slot guys down. One like I like Isaiah Stewart. I like Jalen Duran. But like, obviously something ain't working on this team. You can't be. Monty Williams is a, a good coach, at least better than he's showing here. Yeah. Troy Weaver came from OKC. He knows a little something about roster building. Something's not working. Something ain't right, but uh, Detroit got to get it together because, yeah, it's not fun watching them. It's not fun watching oh, them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not fun watching them. They are not a good franchise, and I feel bad for the players. Nah. Be I better feel bad for the players. I don't. They're getting paid millions of dollars. Play better basketball. I feel bad for them. Those those poor poor millionaires. Yeah, I'm not gonna feel. I'm not ever gonna feel bad for millionaires. Those poor poor millionaires. Uh, but we got to give it up to the Timberwolves over in the West, on top, fifteen and four. Been very impressive this uh, first twenty games of the season. Uh, and, they, and they got some very good quality wins as well. So I got I got I got to hand it to the Timberwolves. They've been impressing me because I had very, very, very low expectations for them this season. And they've exceeded it already. I didn't think it'd be this good, but I told you I was a big believer in Anthony Edwards. And he's certainly made the leap defensively. They figured things out. Um because Gobert wasn't great defensively last year. I don't know if it was a scheme thing or just a fit thing. It just didn't seem to work. He looks like defensive player of the year so far this season. I still worry about them in the playoffs in the fact that we've seen Gobert be dominant defensively in the regular season with the right team and the right scheme around him. And then in the playoffs, it goes to hell because teams just play five outs and he's not going to be able to guard the perimeter. I do think that individually – they have better defenders than they did in Utah. Anthony Edwards is infinitely better defender than Donovan Mitchell. Jaden McDaniels is, is a great one-on-one defender. Towns can be iffy, but there aren't too many power forwards who can like get around him on the perimeter. Um, you know, there, there just aren't too many like uh, quick and power forwards who can kind of beat him in a one-on-one situation uh and then mike conley is still good defensively so i think they're better equipped to handle one-on-one defensively in the playoffs compared to utah where donovan mitchell you could get around him um joe ingles coming off the injuries was a little was wasn't what he once was on that team so but I like Minnesota. I think they're good. They're clearly very good in the regular season. I still have questions about when, when it comes to the playoffs. The teams just decide to play five out against Gobert and then what that That's team fair. looks like, what they're able to do. That is fair because uh, Gobert can be a liability on the perimeter, but 
they have they have come up with a scheme that looks good. They picking up wins even without Anthony Edwards as of late over the last week. It's been it's you know not so good teams, but still they're showing that they can still play well even without one of their top players. So it shows that they have depth as well. So I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Timberwolves. They beat uh, Oklahoma City to take them out of the in season tournament uh, this past week. I think that was. Uh, okay, he was already out of the tournament because oh, of like well. other wins and oh, stuff. Well. well, that was the your final in season, I think. Yeah, it was the, the final in season tournament game for OKC, yeah. but they weren't. So bounce even your ass out of here! Bounce your ass out of here! They helped to kick y'all ass out the door of the in season. I mean, even tournament. if they we here here's the here's the hilarious thing about the in season tournament is like the Timberwolves are the best team in the West, and they're not even in no. this like in season tournament thing. So they lost the wrong game. They like, I know that's that's what it comes down to is winning and, and losing the, the right and the wrong games, which is like, fine. I get it. That's the point of the tournament. It's just like, oh, yeah, the best team in the West isn't actually in part of this. Like, yeah, but the players are playing hard during it. That's good. The games have been fun. The games last night were fun. A lot of even like the the round robin games were fun. I think the games tonight will be fun. I think the overall tournament has been fun. I think it's been good for the league. I know like viewership and, and interest and stuff was up. Again, players are playing hard. Players seem to enjoy it. So good on them. I just, for me as a fan, I'm glad we're getting good games. I'm not like going to celebrate any of this like in-season tournament stuff. Like let's say the Lakers win this in-season tournament, SP3. Like, are you excited about yes. that? Yes. Okay. We're going to win everything. We're going to win the in-season tournament. Whatever team LeBron is captaining in the on the All-Star game, we're going to win that as well. Uh we're going to win the MB- we're going to win the Western Conference Finals. We're going to win the NBA Finals and LeBron James and Anthony Davis will be in the top 5 MVP candidate. We'll see how that works out for you. No, I'm saying Anthony Davis top five defensive player of the year. Oh, is that what you're switching to? DP D P O Y. That what you're switching to now? That's his initials. A D T P O Y. A D P O Y. Okay. I mean, they gotta beat the Suns tonight. Suns are good. Devin Booker's top five MVP candidate, if you ask. He's me. looking good. He's looking good so far. I mean, Devin right now, Booker's right now, I would say maybe Jason Tatum or Anthony Edwards for MVP. It's still like to me, I know it's going to, they might not win it because of voter fatigue, but Jokic and Embiid have still been the best two players oh, in yeah. the, the league this year. They've, they've, they've been monsters <laughs> this year so far. I mean, a lot of the older, older players, uh, the, the usual suspects have been playing the best, whether it's Steph Curry, whether it's Joel Embiid, whether it's Jokic, just there uh, with Steph Curry. The only difference with him and the other two players is his team hasn't played well. I, yeah, the Warriors are. <sighs> are they cooked? I don't know. The Chris Paul injury doesn't help. Um, you weren't gonna mention that that you were wrong about that right, about what? the Warriors. You said the Warriors would still be good, but they haven't been. They've been mediocre. I mean, I thought they'd be a little bit better. 
I Steve Kerr, I, he he can't decide if he wants to play the young guys or the older guys. And how the hell did they lose that game to the Clippers? That's what I would know. That was hilarious. I was driving on Saturday, <laughs> listening to that game on the radio, and when they were up like twenty, I was like, I don't know if this is over because I don't think the Warriors are that good. Honestly, mm-hmm. they're they're clearly showing that they're not that good. But the Clippers, I don't think they're that good either. I'm like, oh, something's got to give here. But I didn't think that um, I didn't think that game was over when the Warriors were up and everything. And then the Clippers, yeah, made their made their comeback. Paul George, big shot, PG uh, hit what turned out to be the game winner. Oh, the Warriors are not great. I think they're better than they were last season. At least they're playing well on the road. They couldn't buy a road win last year they're at least playing well on the road i don't think they've handled i've said this on the the show like they couldn't bridge the gap between the new and the old generation in in the warriors like they they couldn't and even steve kerr is basically admitting this of like yeah i haven't played kaminga and moody enough i should have played them more in this position like he hasn't He's trying to write that wrong a little bit, but then you're upsetting like Clay and Draymond because they want their minutes, and it's not. They've 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 relied so much on these guys, and these guys believe they are entitled to a certain money and you know certain playing time. It's like, well, you're getting older, you gotta. But they they gave Draymond his money. And so now they got to give Clay his money or else yeah. you risk really again screwing things up. It's just they didn't balance it well. Bless Bob Myers. He was like, Deuce, I'm out. I realize this is about to be a mess. Let me get out of here before it does all turn to hell. It, it hasn't turned out uh, too well. And, you know, I think Chris Paul, he's been taking out some games. I don't know if he's hurt. Is he hurt? He's or hurt. is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, uh, who would have saw that coming? It's not, not, not like anyone on the show predicted that uh, Chris Paul would just, he was just one trip away from being out a couple of games. I'm He's getting saying. his injuries out of the way now instead of in the playoffs. Oh, right, right. Yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to sprout up at the playoff time. No, this never happens to Chris Paul. But yeah, this is what, uh, this is how I expected the Warriors to be early on. I think that middle portion of the season or maybe even trade deadline they make a move that improves them for the second half of the season and they still make the playoffs but right now they don't look like the best team they're a playoff team i still think they're a playoff team no they don't look like the best team right now but we'll see i don't know these in-season trades i've told you like i'm never I'm never like the biggest fan of them because they don't always seem to to work out depending on who you get. If you get the right role players, it's fine. But if you, if you try to make some type of big swing, it rarely works out for you when you do it in season. Usually those, those moves work out best when they happen in the off season. So we'll see what the Warriors end up doing. I don't care if they lose the Warriors have caused me so much pain in my basketball fandom. Honestly, fuck them. So I don't, I'm, I'm happy of their downfall from being well, truthful. Well, I gave you credit earlier for beating, you know, my one of my teams, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. They got to give you credit for beating the other one of my teams, the Dallas Mavericks, who lost to the Thunder on Saturday. And we gave up a 30-0 run 
in that game. <laughs> so and Luca had a monster game, a monster triple double. Yeah. So I, I listened to this game. I was driving back from Collision, and like I, I had the game on. I was listening to it, and like they were up twenty three at the end of the fourth quarter. I was like, ah, it seems like we're just better than this team. Like the Mavericks are, the Mavericks are fine. They didn't have Kyrie. Um, they had Luca though, and I think Luca's been a top five. And they had the just, day. they had just lost to the Memphis Grizzlies the day before. Yeah, but Luca didn't play that game. So like, still, it was a 14 point loss to the Grizzlies. Right, but Luca didn't. You have Kyrie. Play. Kyrie's still the best player on the court if you're versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Kyrie claimed he's injured, and that's why he didn't play in the the game against the Maverick or the game against the Thunder. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kyrie's good enough to carry a team at this point. I mean, he's arguably he's never been good. good enough to carry a team. Uh, so, yeah, they did play the night before, but we were up 23, and I called my buddy Samar. I was like, yeah, like we're you know we're playing well, everything's good, things were looking good. We were just talking, just bantering, bullshitting, and then we hung up. And then all of a sudden, like the I turned the game back on, and it's like the Mavericks close within five. I'm like, what? Huh? We weren't even on the phone that long. We were on the phone for like ten minutes, which is five minutes of game time. And they closed within five. They blew like a twenty three point lead in like half a quarter. I'm like, how is this even possible? And the Mavericks went on a thirty to zero run, which I didn't realize you could do in the league i didn't know that was possible a 30 to 0 run it was not looking good for okc no i don't it's not good to blow a 23 point lead and then give up a 30 to 0 run on top of that i give them credit for being down six in the final couple of minutes and still coming back to win that game because a, a lot of teams after blowing this big lead in one quarter giving up a 30 to run probably would have just packed it in would have rolled like, over and died. Yeah, and just been like, well, things just aren't on our side in this game. Credit to them. They they battled. They kept in there. Chet had a couple of big blocks. J-Dub had a, a finishing layup. Uh, Chet had a couple of big rebound putbacks as well. And then J-Dub had the, what turned out to be the game-winning layup, and then Shea with the steal to, to finish it off. Like, credit to them for still winning that game. Obviously, the Thunder are good. I can't like be like, oh, they're a bad team when they're they're playing this well. Their record is what it is. I'm always going to be cautiously optimistic with my team. Always going to be cautiously optimistic. As you should. Yeah. But we're good. I'm, we're good. We, we'll see what it means for the rest of the, the season. But we're definitely good. Uh, A-Shock keeps asking about Mark Cuban. He's just trying to gamble. <laughs> Mark Cuban is just going to gamble all his money that's all mark cuban wants to do he's he's running for president he's already put it out there he sure. wants to run for president he's got a is stamp he? of approval is he really he wants to he's thinking about it he's Fuck been no. can we not people. uh stephen a smith has already put his uh his his vote for him for mark cuban so yeah mark cuban Future Can future president of the United States. We had Donald Trump, and next we got Mark Cuban. We're gonna have Shark Take in the White House. Can we just fucking not do that? You're like, please no, please, dear God, no. SP3, you lived with it through this. 
You lived through Trump. We I don't did. need any of these people being president. We don't need anybody that's ever been on a reality show or any TV show to ever been in in the White House ever again. I don't want like the I, the Rock. I don't want any of these people. No, no, I don't want any. Uh, no, no. We had an actor in the White House. His name was Ronald Reagan, the worst president for us black folks. <sighs> I don't want any of it. It's all stupid as hell. Whatever. Ronald Mark Reagan was selling. the devil. Jesus was black. Um. <laughs> Whatever. Mark Cuban selling part of the team. Good. Good on him, I guess. Ronald Reagan Maverick. was the devil. His 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 uh his name is I think is his first, middle, and last name is all six letters six six six. <laughs> I learned that from Huey Freeman on the Boondocks. Uh, okay, okay. I've never seen that show. I've seen a lot of like memes and stuff, but I've never seen oh, the actual show. To. You need to. I give you permission. No, you should enjoy it. Thanks. <laughs> I've heard I've heard I've heard some some white people say I don't know if I should enjoy this or not. And I tell them I'll give you permission to enjoy the boondocks. You enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> Appreciate it. I feel like I would like it though. The the humor and stuff seems yeah. very up my alley based on like clips and stuff that, that I've seen. I think you would too. Yeah. Then I can do a tier list on here on the it, it's age it's aged so much better than like entourage yeah <laughs> like, like i've been re-watching shows that i enjoy and i was like yeah entourage didn't age too well when we tried to re-watch that and now re-watched boondocks i was like this has aged wonderfully <laughs> well, this um, is i can't enjoy season four no, nah, season four is horrible. It's it's a crime against humanity. Oh, like okay. I said, I like I said, like season four was like soulless. It's like it's like watching something you love try to be something you love, but it just can't because all the soul was ripped from it. Kind of like that CM Punk promo from last Monday's Raw. No wrestling talk. I know, but I'm just saying, just so people understand what I'm trying to say. Soulless. It was soulless. But my favorite episode um, would probably be either The Passion of Uncle Ruckus or Hunger Strike when they made fun of BET. Okay. I, I, I say I'll check it out. I have so much stuff to watch. That You do. I, yeah. I, it is a show that like I, I do think I would enjoy. And if I watched it, I, I think I'd, I'd enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get around to watching Atlanta is another one I always see I've seen Atlanta though I haven't seen like the the last season but like I have seen like Atlanta Atlanta that I like that's that's the show I love I love that show currently watching that over re-watching that on uh Jimmy Macaram's YouTube channel I see I did I did like Atlanta when I was able to watch it it's easier to consume like half hour shows than it is yes hour-long shows as well it's easier to binge it feels like you're accomplishing yeah. a lot like i i, pre- I tell you, i've been like re-watching boondocks and i just been having it on while i work i'm writing and i just have it on in the background and i'm laughing while i'm writing at the same time it's great stuff <laughs> see i can't do that if it's a show that i've never seen because i want to yeah. pay attention no no see, no, I no. if you're if you're if you're is this your first time watching of course you gotta yeah. pay attention to everything but yeah it's because I've seen it now. This is now my third time rewatching Blue Dots. So yeah. right, yeah, maybe at some point I'll be able to see. The problem is, is like 
largely the time that I would have to like watch something is nighttime. But basketball starts at seven. So I just put on basketball. Tough, yeah. And that's not something like I need to fully pay attention to outside of like key moments and everything. Like I can kind of continue to get stuff done or I can just do sort of like other things. So like usually if there's a sports game on, I'll just throw the sports game on. Yeah, even if I throw that on at seven or some wrestling at eight. Like, yeah, that's what I I would usually have on while I'm still writing and doing everything else that I have to do. But yeah, I've been watching Bondocks, and then I I rewatched last week uh, all the screen movies, which uh, helped me create a whole ranking of the screen films. Scream one oh. is still the best one. I watched Five Nights at Freddy's. You seen this movie? No, I have not. I've never seen any of the Freddy Cougar movies. None of the Mike Myers movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and watch all of that and Halloween movies. Okay, this isn't a Halloween movie. This is Five Nights at Freddy's. You know that based on the video game, you play the video game. You've heard about this? Yeah. Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is it? I want to know now. Okay, so Five Nights at Freddy's. It's it's based on a game. Um, they they've played it like the up up down down guys have kind of like played it and stuff and basically what it is is like it's this abandoned carnival and or not carnival um abandoned like chuck e cheese uh type place um with animatronics and everything and like in the game you 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 you're like the security person and you gotta like survive five nights like the animatronics come alive come to life and everything and like you gotta survive five nights at at freddy's and they made a, a movie based on this um so i watched the movie over the weekend wasn't bad not my genre um but one one of our 12 kids wanted to to watch it and so uh i i watched it with them because couldn't watch it couldn't watch it alone so i watched it with them and uh wasn't bad company (laughs) so here's the thing like I want. I was willing to watch it. It's not my typical genre, but I, I knew uh, they were interested in watching it, and so I was like, "I'm interested in it because I've seen the game." And so, because I'd seen the game, be like, "All right, how does this translate to a movie?" So I was interested enough to watch. Like, if I wasn't interested in watching it, it, it would have just been like, "Well, I don't want to watch it. Your mom doesn't want to watch it, so you're out of luck for right now." <laughs> um, but it, it wasn't bad though. Like. Yeah, not my typical genre. I don't really like horror films and and things like that. But I don't mind like, I don't mind intriguing mystery horror. I can't do like a lot of like the slasher gore kind of stuff. But if it's just kind of like jump scare, kind of like intriguing mystery horror, I can I can deal with that. That's largely what this was. That's why I enjoy the scream films because it it is a slasher film, but it's also because it changed it changed the slasher genre in general because it made the slasher genre into a whodunit. So that's why I I enjoy it. And like I hadn't seen I think the the scream movies I hadn't seen one in like since I was like a kid. I think I vaguely remember two. I the first one I ever watched was three. I had never seen four, five, or six. So that's why I did like the whole watch of the whole thing. So I, I, I really enjoy it for that. That the who done it is trying to figure out who's the killer in this film. And there, there's like and then there's the rules and everything, and then the meta commentary. That's why I really enjoy the screen films. You gotta remind me on screen because the the kid's very interested 
in in watching the screen movies as well. I think is you there should, especially the first one. The first one, oh my god! Like rewatching it, I was like, I am blown away by how good this is. Twenty five or so years later, like I watching the first scene. Oh my god! I was like, I had, I had, I was like, I really got into it. And I was like, oh shit! Oh come on, go! I hope, I hope, I hope she gets to our parents. Oh my god! That was great. That was great. Is there, is there a lot of like? I know there's like some blood and like stabbing yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. Is it a lot? Um, but in comparison to the other Scream films, the first one is very tame. I okay, mean, I don't want to compare it to the other Scream films. I'm just talking like generalities. No, there's blood. There's a lot of blood. Okay. But not like, not like uh, Swerve versus Hangman. Nothing like that. <laughs> like, it's just like, you see him, they're dead. You see him, you get stabbed. You see the blood go out. You see, like, the, the body. Sometimes you'll see the body afterwards, after they've been stabbed. But mainly, like, a lot of it is uh, deposition and learning about the characters. And honestly, watching the first Scream movie, I really realized it's just the hero's journey. It's one of the most, like, common stories that you will see in any movie it's the hero's journey and the coming of age story of sydney prescott who is the goat horror film hero the goat final girl sydney prescott nev campbell pay her the money pay her the money nev campbell oh my god watching that first film i was like she's so good she's a hero i don't think the kid cares about any of that stuff it's great your your kid's gonna be a sydney prescott mark like i am now uh i think they just want to like see i don't know i don't know what uh, the, i don't know if it's it's the the blood the mystery i think it's it the is. mystery i think that's that's the thing that gets me into like the screen films and i think that why a kid would want to watch it and watch it with you where the you two can like kind of figure out who the who the killer is and then if you watch it a second time you get like the like signs you'll see certain easter eggs of how you could have figured out it was them all along see five nights at freddy's was there was some blood wasn't too much it like a guy got his like face eaten guy got chomped in half but like you know it's not it's not graphic like that it's kind of like long shot of it yeah i would say the most graphic uh the you honestly like the first 10 minutes of the movie is the most graphic kill of like the whole thing so if you can get through that you you can get through the rest of the film because i don't think any of the other like blood and slasher stuff throughout the whole film is that much not to talk to his beautiful mother you gotta you I, I think I think the best thing for for parents is to watch it before you watch it with the kids. You I think, I think I think I think that's always the best judge. You would be the best judge of what your kid can handle, what you should be showing your kid at that age. You're the best judge of it. So you should probably watch it before you watch it with your child. See, we didn't do this with Five Nights at Freddy's, we just kind of jumped into it. And I don't remember Scream enough. Maybe maybe the wife remembers Scream enough to remember scene by scene sort of uh what kind of happened but i i've my memory yeah awful. just like going in my head there's only probably like one more graphic kill outside of the first scene and like there's like people walking around with like dry blood or people that have been stabbed walking around but like it's not like yeah. they're like zombified or anything like that or like right yeah yeah there's like there's like 
really, I would say, three graphic kills that have, like, a lot of blood in it. And it's the first scene, and it's, like, the final act, which you would understand why the final act would have to have a lot of blood. So, We'll have to see. We need an edited version of Scream. We need to watch the TV version of Scream. Uh, I'll send you the video of everything wrong with Scream 1. <laughs> I used to love those videos. I, I watched it. I watched it for every screen movie. It's quite yeah. It's quite funny. I, I did that when we're doing a Star Wars rewatch, and it, yeah, it everything wrong with the Star Wars films, and they had a lot more stuff wrong with them uh, as the the series went on. <laughs> I I need to rewatch Star Wars. I haven't done. I wanna. I wanna. Man. I kind of want to rewatch it in order though. Like in order of what it's supposed to be, not in order of when it came out. So wait, you want to go one, two, three, or three? Yeah, four, one, two, five. three, four, oh, five, okay. six, seven, gotcha. eight, nine. Gotcha. Well, good luck with that. I, I know I'm gonna be shooting myself even by like when I get to part two. Like I think I could get I could get through part one. I've rewatched part one. I think a while back. That's fine. But like, yeah, Attack of the Clones, that's a tough one. Revenge of the Sith is one of my favorites. I don't care what. See, I I think that I think going in that order makes it a little bit easier because, you know, then you get that great stretch. You get but you get a great stretch of Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope. uh, What's the next one? Uh, Vampire Strike Back and then Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I think I think that's like the best stretch, and even Force Awakens, I, I think that's the best one out of the latter three. So you get well, five, five good to great movies in that stretch, and then that's, you get the trash at the end. That's because Force Awakens was just a new hope a, again. Yeah, that that was just the greatest hits. That's what that film was. That was like, what were the great? What did everything love? Everyone love about Star Wars? The best scenes, the best moments. Let's put them all on this film. That was the greatest hits episode. Is what that was. It was. It was that NXT episode that went against Dynamite. Sorry, I'm right? Honest. I mean, it worked. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like it, it worked. But... It does work. It does work. It got them two more, two more films. Made stars out of a couple of people in those films as well. Oscar Isaac's most especially. So, yeah. Anything else from basketball? We're gonna wrap here. I'm, I don't feel well today i apologize i'm very low energy today no worries buddy i sprinkled in the tv and movie talk so people feel like they got a full fmc episode and plus i've been like i said i've been doing a lot of binge watching i need to watch all the wrestling so i can do my star ratings for this why there's too much too much too much old tv anyway we're not talking about that on this show we never talk about that on the show go watch one of our hundred other shows that we do not talking about wrestling i'm talking about me watching other stuff that's not allowing me to watch that that's what i'm good. really talking about here good i even i even went back and i started watching rivals three i don't know what made me choose that season but i was like i have not watched rivals three since like the first time i watched it and i just remember it was so toxic and i was like first episode in i was like yeah this is the challenge i remember and loved <laughs> Uh, anything else sp3 i think that's all from basketball 
I hopefully will be back next week with a sermon because the Lakers are your in-season tournament champions or about to win the in-season tournament, however it works, however the championship and finals. I believe the finals is next Monday. So hopefully we're celebrating uh, a Lakers in-season tournament win. Or Sunday. I think it's Sunday. I wish your team the best of luck with uh, their in-season tournament. I mean that sincerely. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I want the Thunder to keep winning. Y'all guys are doing well, making me look good for my prediction. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, you can find me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSP3. Uh, uh, yeah, and go over to True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We got a collision discourse that's up from yesterday. The True Hill Heat flagship podcast from Saturday. We had Alex McCarthy and Sat E. Nyangi on. Uh, it was a whole bunch of nonsense where Sat uh, came up with a great quote of legs are the staircase to the booty. So go over I and saw. check out True Hill Heat 253. I saw these uh, quotes. That I saw when you when you're promoting the show and everything, dude, Sat's awesome. <laughs> He's the best. I've legitimately off, only off the top, off the top of the head. I've legitimately only done one show with Sat, and I was like, "This man is fantastic." Like he, every time I watch him on on your show, it's like, oh, he rules so much. He really he turned does. totally heel on like a few people during the show. It was great. FTR, <laughs> uh, Rhea Ripley. Oh my god, it was great. Great stuff. Um, I don't know. We're on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, have fun. That's all. Maybe we'll be back later this week with Love Is Blind Mobile. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to figure something out. We'll try to figure something out. I apologize for my low energy today, everybody. I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna try to rest. Wish and... Jeremy well. Let him get some rest, y'all. I have a long week ahead too. Like, it's gonna be a long week. So, uh, yeah. Hope everybody does well. Hope everyone is as well. Enjoy the tournament games tonight. We'll be back next week, maybe earlier with Love Is Blind Mobile with uh, Sherdo. Or we'll try to figure something out. Bye, everybody.